This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. I don't know about you, but for me, 2024 has started out super aggressive. And that's a great moment to turn to a therapist and say, hey, can you help me figure out what's important to me? So whether or not it's setting boundaries, learning what to focus on, letting go of things that don't serve you. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Because it's online. If you need extra hours, you don't have to drive anywhere. You get matched with a licensed therapist. And if it's not a good match, you can switch for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com audiophile today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash audiophile. If your family is anything like mine, you might be finding that 2024 is busier than ever. And of course, when we get really busy, the first thing that goes out the window is healthy eating. So we turn to Factor. These are delicious, fresh, ready-to-eat meals. We don't have to prepare anything. Plus, there's lots of add-ons. When you choose Factor, there's 35 meals you can select each week, whether it's Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, or Keto. Again, there's no preparation, there's no mess, and you get to eat together. We kind of make a game of it. So you stand around the kitchen, decide which one you want, heat it up, chat, and we are eating well. So I recommend you head to factormeals.com slash BTM50 and use the code BTM50 to get 50% off. That's code BTM50 at factormeals.com slash BTM50 to get 50% off. Your stomach will thank you and your schedule too. I'm Joe Reed, and this is Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine. Alan Minskoff has been with me for the whole week. We've been talking nonfiction. It's been great book after great book after great book. So here we are. How are we going to leave the week? Well, this may be the most important of a week of full of important and interesting nonfiction. This is Rachel Maddow's prequel, which is an American fight against fascism. And she, of course, as a television personality and a practice reader, is, I think, a very fine narrator. And one thing I wanted to point out, as a writer, she's able to, she's able to point out, to read in the style that, you know, that she wrote it, because it's her words. So she does what I'd call uh, a delayed lead, and she's very good at this. She will tell you a lot about the person, and all of a sudden, a paragraph goes by, and you finally know who it is. Uh, and so it's fun. And she also does a lot mm-hmm. of asides. She is, sometimes her asides are ironic with almost a restrained glee, like, this guy's a real schnook. That's not an exact quote, but you know what I'm saying. I'm sure it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me, Rachel, but and she is delivering often a um, really horrific story. This is in late the late 30s and the rise of fascism in America, which is, was went way beyond anything that I knew. Well, this was a podcast, so I imagine it's an excellent audiobook. Truly, I mean, it was made to be. It was made to be read, and it's very apt for our time. I mean, there's a lot of fascism around the world right now, and there is, arguably, some native fascism here at this moment. And tell me some of the things you learned from her her book. I think I learned a lot more about the the Lindberghs, about uh, 
Father Coughlin and about some of these other characters who really pushed the fascist idea that America, and they were, and I guess it was an enormous number of people who followed this, should have really joined the war on the side of the Germans. It's very frightening how many people believe that. Yeah. And so it made, and yet we know this was an isolationist moment, but I did not realize how powerful the fascist buildup was in the late 30s and the early 40s. I mean, she makes points like Mrs. Lindbergh, who is a fascist apologist. Her book was number one in 1940. Two years later, a book explaining the rise of fascism and, and you know, taking it to task becomes the number one bestseller. And of course, you know, the intervening variable is World War II. Uh, and that changed everything. So the power of the fascists was history defeated them. And yeah, and let me ask you, d- uh, does she argue about what happened after the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, the United States declared war against Japan? And even then, weren't there Americans saying, wait, but we don't need to do anything about Germany? There is an ironic section on how long it took, and it and it never really came to fruition. Where they tried some of the major neo-Nazi types, but it went on so long. It's a very frustrating part of the story that post-war these people really weren't taken to task like the Nazis were in in Europe. So it is a terrifyingly familiar look at uh, at, a, at a moment in American history that uh, we really don't want to see repeated. This dance with fascism is scary. I will say though, I think that. Her narration, I mean, we we, we all have heard Rachel Maddow, I imagine, but she's a very good narrator and she's a subtle narrator. And yet, you know, she, like I said, this is from her podcast, like you said, from her podcast, and she's reading her own words and it's haunting. And you have a, you have an excerpt. Do you need to set it up for us? I do, because this is, remember I talked about the delayed lead. This is an example of her delayed lead. This is about the architect, Philip Johnson, who, as you know, was taken in dramatically by the fascists in the late 30s. Of course, he recanted years later, but uh, he he gets a, a thorough scrubbing and a thorough beating by Rachel Maddow. And this is about Philip Johnson. This is Prequel, an American fight against fascism, written and read by Rachel Maddow. The reedy and excitable 26-year-old recent Harvard graduate, full of anticipation, was motoring out to an open field in Potsdam, Germany, to attend a Nazi youth rally. Part of the draw for the Harvard man was the chance to see and hear in person Adolf Hitler, who was then still several months away from ascending to the chancellorship of Germany, but already the talk of Europeans and Americans in the know. Another factor in the draw to Potsdam was the opportunity to witness up close the dazzling spectacle reliably on display at Nazi rallies. The American aesthete, who would eventually achieve his own considerable level of celebrity. Oh, yeah, she really does lead us on, doesn't she? She does. She leads us on, and then she, you know, and then you, then you find out who she's talking about. Yeah, and she can deliver. Man, she really understands how to communicate. She really does. A lot more could be said about the way that she narrates. She has a kind of not a, a sense of humor is wrong, but sense of the importance of these people and how impressed they were with themselves. And then she sort of undercuts. She's, she really pops their balloons in a very, very uh, effective way. And that is Prequel, An American Fight Against Fascism. It's written in red by Rachel Maddow. Well, what a week you've had, 
there's not a day where there isn't something to be learned and something that will leave you thinking. Support for Behind the Mic comes from the remarkable new memoir, 27 Summers, A Young Man's Journey to Freedom, Forgiveness, and Redemption During His Time in Angola Prison. It's available anywhere you get your podcasts. Behind the Mic is produced by Jessica Lockhart. Robin Witten, Michelle Cobb, Emily Connolly, Alan Minskoff, and Kendra Winchester are contributors. Jennifer Dell is our editor. And the music is William Ross Chernoff's Nomads 4-Way. And I'm your host, Joe Reed. Good listening.